All right. Open your Bibles with me to Psalm 115, if you would. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your goodness and your mercy. As we declare the word today, we trust that it will enlighten us and energize us to be all that we need to be for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Of course, I see the government shut down has not shut down the earth. Sun came up this morning, went down last night. come up again tomorrow morning. Did you ever wondered why things in this country and, and actually the world for that matter is so chaotic and messed up? Why is there so much darkness? Well, notice in Psalm 115 verse 16, why is there so much darkness? Well, I think you'll find the answer in Psalm 115, verse 16. The Bible says, The heaven, even the heavens are the Lord's, but the earth he has given to the children of men. And that's, of course, what he did in the Garden of Eden. He, he gave authority. Now, you know the Bible says in another scripture, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. But he, in a, in a sense, we could say it this way, he leased this earth out to Adam, and of course we know that Adam gave that authority over to Satan, and so when you have mankind, fallen man, and the devil mixed up in something, running something, it's very easy to see why there's so much chaos and so much darkness in the earth. Um... Also, too, going to center mostly in on our, on our nation and our government here today. Notice uh, another reason for darkness in this nation. Proverbs 29 and 2. Let's turn there. Proverbs 29 and 2. Proverbs 29 and 2 says, When the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. But when a wicked man rules or we could say when the wicked rule, the people groan or the people mourn. And that's what I've been hearing a lot of in this nation over the last however long. People groaning and mourning. Of course, we have a political process whereby we vote in the president and the Congress so if people get in there that, that we are not in favor of, it's the majority who has done that. So we can't lay all the blame at their feet. We, we bear responsibility in that as well, the people that are in authority in this nation. And you need to understand that. You need to realize that all you're praying that you might do for Whoever, if you don't vote in this process, if you're eligible to vote and you don't vote, you're praying is for naught. You need to understand that, okay? Because you, when you pray, you pray in faith. Is that right? And the Bible says faith without corresponding action is what? Is dead, you see. And so there's much we could say about that, but it's, it's clear that, that, that 
it's clear to me that the righteous are not reigning in authority. In, you know, and, and we could go back you know, over history of the last couple hundred years of this nation and, and you know, uh, there's been a lot of ungodliness go on. Is that right? And, uh, and so we can't just look right now. And, and, but you know, things accumulate cum- over time. Did you know that? And uh, things build over time. But the Bible is clear. When the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. But when a wicked man rules, the people, what do they do? They, they groan or they mourn. And notice in Psalm 107 verse 10. Psalm 107 verse 10. Notice what the Bible says here. Psalm 107 verse 10 says, Those who sat in darkness, notice in darkness, those who sat in darkness and in the shadow of death, bound in affliction and irons. Those who sat in darkness and in the shadow of death, bound in affliction and irons. And verse 11 is going to tell us why. Because they rebelled against the words of God. And despised the counsel of the Most High. Um, you know, this nation was founded on the Christian faith. You need to realize that. And, uh, but that faith has been rebelled against. This nation was founded upon the Bible, the Word of God. But that has been rebelled against by and large. And the Bible says here in verse 11, Because they rebelled against the words of God and despise the counsel of the Most High, what does that, in the process of time, what does that result in? It results in sitting in darkness, and it results in bondage, bound in afflictions, uh, afflictions and irons, and so on and so forth, you see. And you also must realize, because we're talking about why is there so much darkness? Well, you also need to realize, remember when... When God gave the, the authority to the earth over to the devil, uh, I'm sorry, over to Adam, who did Adam give it over to? To the devil. And you need to realize this, that, you know, and I understand that the devil has been dethroned by Jesus. You understand that? We understand that. And so we have, as Christians, we have the right, to walk free of that darkness. But people that are not saved, people that don't know God, people that have rebelled against him, you need to realize that those that, that the devil and, and de- how many of you believe there is a devil? There really is a demon spirit. And, 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 and people that aren't saved, people that, that, that don't walk in the light of the word of God, because you know Christians can be influenced by the devil just like sinners. You know that, don't you? You realize that. You understand that, don't you? You know, next time you hear a, go- a Christian gossip or backbite somebody or talk bad about somebody, you just had a Christian yield to the devil right there. Is that right? Is, is that correct? Certainly, certainly. And so you understand that, uh, uh, that when you have uh, people, and we'll talk about political leaders here that don't know God, they're not saved people. They don't know the Lord Jesus. They're not walking in the light of the word of God. That, that, and whether they know it or not, they yield themselves to demon powers. You need to realize that. 
they yield themselves to demon powers. Wicked leaders, whether knowingly or unknowingly, allow wicked spirits to set themselves up over a region. You know, if you were to take the time to read the book of Ezekiel, particularly chapter 28, you would see that Ezekiel talks about the prince of Tyre who was a man that was ruling over Tyre. But as you read on, you see that there was something set up over the prince of Tyre and the Bible calls him the king of Tyre who is clearly, as you study it out, the devil himself. And the king of Tyre had yielded himself and his kingdom to the devil. And so you had an earthly kingdom ruling, all right, but they were, they were, they were ruling under the authority of the devil who they had allowed to set themselves up over them, you see. And you need to realize that, that we have, we have that going on here in the United States. And in, in, in from my perspective, uh, you know, it, it's, it's as bad as I've ever seen it. It's as dark as I've ever seen it, right? Prior to the last election, I told my wife as I, as I was praying and praying for the nation and the Lord allowed me to see in, in, into the... How many of you know there is a spirit realm? There really is. And, and, and I told her, I said, dark, 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 dark. And... Uh, and you need to realize this is not a Democrat or Republican issue here. How many of you know, <laughs> both, neither one of them, they're both sides are goofed up. Is that right? I'm not looking for Democrat or Republican. I'm looking, now I think one side's more goofed up than the other, but I'm not getting into that. But I'll tell you, neither side has the answer. Do you understand that? The answer is the word of God. You understand that? The answer is the word of God. The only thing that's going to get this nation out of the mess it's in is people yielding to the word of God. That's, that's, if it can be gotten out of, that's the only way to do it. But notice here in Ephesians 6 and 12, notice this, Ephesians 6 and 12, but, but darkness, 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 is darkness. And, uh, and like I said, you can't lay it off on, on just the people who are in authority now. This has been accumulating over time. You understand, how many of you understand that? So I don't want you to think I'm picking on anybody who's in there now. This is cumulative. But it's worse now than I've ever seen it. Now, how many of you know that the Civil War days were pretty bad, weren't they? So, you know, it, it amuses me when, when I hear people say, well, it's worse than it's ever been. I, you know, uh, the North fighting against the South, that's pretty bad, isn't it? How many know that's pretty bad? But, but spiritually, and from my perspective, spiritually, just and I'm 50 years old, you know, that's not very long, is it really, if you think about it? But in the last 25 years, I've seen, I've watched, and particularly in the last, in the last, Several years, I mean, it, it, it has just, the, the spiritual atmosphere of this nation has gotten darker and darker and darker. Notice right here, Ephesians 6.12. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. So that tells us right there that, that we shouldn't be warring against other people. Can, can you say amen to that? We shouldn't be tearing one another down and, and talking bad about one another. How many of you know it's never good to talk bad about somebody? 
and calling names to, I mean, I mean, there's, you know, I, you know, I've had, have you ever had anybody call you names? Huh? Anybody, but, huh? I've had people call me things over the years and, 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 you know, I, I, I was tempted to just let them have it, you know? Have you ever been tempted just to let them have it? Just, but you know, I, and then thank God for my wife. She'll come and talk some sense into me and, you know, we, when we start calling names back, we just get right down in the mud with them. Is that right? Is that right? So, 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 but notice we, our wrestling match our, is not against flesh and blood, but, but it's against, what is it against? Principalities. Do you see that? Ephesians six twelve against, against principalities. This is talking about demonic things here. Principalities, powers, against the rulers of the what? Of the what? Rulers of the darkness of this age against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Now that's not talking about heaven where God resides. That's talking about the atmospheric realm. You know, the devil and demons, even though Jesus defeated them, they're still there, are they not? And the Bible says the devil goes about as a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. One, one rendering of that is seeking those who will give him permission to devour them. So you see, we don't, if we won't let the devil devour us, if we don't give him permission, he can't devour us. Can you say amen to that? Amen. But our, our wrestling match, if you will, our, our, our conflict is not against other people but against principalities, powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. You know, talking bad about the president, I don't agree with a lot of what he does, but talking bad about him isn't the answer, dear friends. Do you understand that? You know, some may not agree with the speaker of the house, but talking bad about him isn't the answer to the problem, dear friends. Did you hear me? See, now our flesh likes to do that. But we don't need to get down there in the mud. If this nation has any hope at all, it's, it lies within the church rising up and being all that it can be and realizing that the people there... Now, sure, they yield themselves many times. A wicked ruler, a, you know, a, somebody that's not walking in line with the word of God, they're going to allow spiritual darkness to set up over them but you see what we need to realize is we need to come against that and deal with that not come against the man or the person did, did you hear me are you out there are you just you, are you gone home you out there so why is there so much darkness well you've got a lot of ungodly leadership and do we bear some blame for that if we didn't vote godly right now if we voted voted in line with the word of god as best we could you know then we've done all and we've been praying then we've done all we can do so so one reason is you've got authority that's 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 the bible says wicked not in line with the word of god and then you've got demonic powers that 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 we're dealing with like I said, I've watched that move in over the last many years and to this nation. And, and, then, and then another issue that we deal with here is that there's so much darkness in the media. So much darkness in the media. And, and one, of the, one of the most dangerous things that you can have 
is when you have the, 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 the majority of the media running cover for an ungodly administration. Actually, the media is in, in many ways can be more of a problem. If you understand where I'm coming from here, can be more of a problem than the, than the administration itself. Because that administration can do all kinds of wicked, evil things and the majority of the media doesn't report on it or reports it in a certain slant and then the vast bulk of the people don't really get to see what's going on. That's one of the most dangerous things we have here in this country right now is we've got the vast majority of the media running cover for things that are out of line with the Word of God. That's one of the things that concerns me perhaps as much as anything else. And you can have those demonic powers that are set up over the, uh, the, 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 the governing bodies like president and Congress, etc. Those same things can set themselves over, up over uh, a media. Did, did you understand that? You need, you need to realize that. And then on top of that, we're talking, why is there so much darkness in the land? Well, God, who is light, how many of you know the Bible says God is light? And in him is no darkness at all. He's been kicked out of the public school system. When he left, light left. Right? You wonder, why, why does it seem like this generation that we have now? Why, why do we have all these problems and all this, all this shooting and all this, this and that? And the other? Why, why, why? When you kick God out of the public school system, you kick light out. And I'll tell you, he wasn't just asked to leave. They booted God out with the left foot of fellowship. You need to understand that. And when, when, he's, when he's kicked out, then light leaves. Now, now don't misunderstand me. There's always exceptions. You're always going to have, uh, uh, here and there, you'll have a godly principal or you'll have a godly superintendent of a school district or you'll have godly teachers that are Christians that love the Lord. And, and so there's, 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 there, there can be light in that system. But I know, I taught in that system for many years. I was in that system for many years and God has flat been booted out. Huh? And you wonder why there's so much darkness. We're beginning. Now, now he was kicked out of the public school system many, many years ago. And now we're, get, we're getting, starting to see those kids now. And, you know, a couple, a couple of, of generations of those kids now coming up as a result of that. Oh, well, we can't have the Ten Commandments in the schools, they say. Uh, isn't one of them, uh, you shall not murder. Is that right? So the kids aren't being taught. And, and so you've got darkness. God who is light has been kicked out of the public school system as well as many of the other institutions in this nation. And then we wonder why, why so much darkness? And then, and then on top of that, there's, there's darkness. I would just soon not, not talk about this next part because People don't understand where I'm coming from. They think I'm being critical, but the Spirit of God wants me to share it, so I must do what he directs me to do. There's darkness in many of the most, quote-unquote, influential churches in the United States. And that may be wherein lies the greatest problem of all. And I'm not saying in any way that this church here is better than any other because it isn't. You know why it isn't? Because I'm here. This is not a perfect church because I'm here. You understand that? And it's not a perfect church because you're here. Is that right? 
But we do our best and we endeavor to keep the word of God at the forefront. But there's darkness in many of the most quote-unquote influential churches in the United States of America. And I say that with a broken heart, but that perhaps could be, could be one of the most one of the biggest reasons there's so much darkness in, in the land. And when I say influential, I'm talking about a lot of the, 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 the ones that are, uh, you know, have the media outreach and, and whatnot. Notice in 2 Corinthians 11, verse 12, I'm going to read this in the Message Bible, 2 Corinthians 11, verse 12. And you need to realize that darkness in churches it didn't just happen here recently. You need to understand that, that, you know, the Bible says there's nothing new under the sun. And, and, and lots of these problems and things that, that we're seeing now, they, they, they've been going on for a long time. You can go back in the Old Testament. You can see that, that, that the men of God in the Old Testament, a lot of them were dishonest and a lot of them were walked in darkness and a lot of them would tell people just what they wanted to hear and the real men of God would stand up and, and say, thus saith the Lord, and they'd speak what God was saying and those guys would get thrown in prison. Do you, you understand that? And, and the ones that were telling the people what they wanted to hear, those were the ones that were accoladed. How many of you know we, we have that going on in this nation right now? You need to realize, and if you don't, you probably do realize, but you have to realize that, that just me standing in this pulpit here saying that, that homosexuality is, 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 is sinful, you need to realize that I'm going to be looked at by much of the United States as, as a hate monger. Do you understand that? Now, now, I don't want to, you know, you know, how many of you know gossiping is bad and sinful too? Is that right? And we could talk about gluttony. Is, is that right? Could we, you know, we could talk about that. And we could talk about uh, drunkenness. And, and so, you know, I, and I, how many of you know I'm not here to bash anybody, but how many of you have seen that homosexuality has come to the rise in this hour, hasn't it? Has it not? And that's one of the telltale signs. How many of you, before I, I mean abortion, how many know that's wrong? Is that, that you know? I mean, my God, that's, that's wrong. But, but haven't you seen homosexuality in the last several years? It's, it's, been, it's been accepted. The president that we have right now has come out. I think he's the first U.S. president to ever come right out and say that he's a that, sitting president. I, I'm, I may be wrong on this. I don't think so. That, that he's, he's, he's accepted it. But God says it's sin. But just me standing here saying that I'm going to be looked at as a, as a hate monger. Do you understand? How many of you know they're trying to get, and they're, they're working on this, they're trying to make it illegal for a minister to stand in the pulpit and say homosexuality is sin. Did you know they're, work, they're, they're working on trying to get it where it's against? How many of you know homosexuality is sin? The Bible says it is. But they're, they're working on it right now that if I say that, they're going to put me in prison. How many of you know they're working on that? How many of you know we need to obey God rather than man? Yes. How many of you know that, 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 that we need to be willing to take a stand that, you know, Pastor Terry, if you say that, they're going to put you in prison. I need to go ahead and say it, don't I? Go to jail. Notice 2 Corinthians 11, verse 12 in the Message Bible. Paul was dealing with something here. We're talking about darkness in many of the most influential ministries he, he dealt with something along these lines. Look at this, 2 Corinthians 11, verse 12, Message Bible. I'm just trying to keep things open and honest between us. 
He's talking to the church at Corinth here. And he says, I'm not changing my position on this. So did people try to get him to change on something? Evidently. I'm willing to make changes, uh, but I'm not going to change the essential truths of the word of God. I'm not going to change on that. Do you understand? I mean, if I'm preaching too long, I'm willing to change and preach shorter. You know what I'm saying? Little changes like that. But I'm not going to change on the, the, the essential truths of the word of God. I'm just, I'm just not going to do it. They were trying to get him to change on, on his position. on It had to do with him receiving offerings and, and, and the Corinthian church uh, supporting his ministry. Notice he said, I'd die before taking your money. Boy, I tell you, I appreciate a preacher like that. I'm giving nobody grounds for lumping me in with those money-grubbing preachers vaunting themselves as something special. Wow. They're a sorry bunch. Pseudo-apostles, fake apostles, lying preachers. That's pretty, that's pretty blunt, isn't it? Crooked workers. Posing as Christ's agents, but sham to the core. No wonder. Now, notice this. Satan does it all the time. What does Satan do all the time? Now, he's the prince of darkness. Is that right? Dressing up as a what? A beautiful angel of light. So it shouldn't surprise us when his servants, his preachers, masquerade as servants of God. Is it possible to have a minister of, of, of a large ministry or, or a, 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 a television or a, a radio ministry or whatever, is it, or, or some media, is it possible, or, or a large church, is it possible to have that person stand up there and, 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 and come across as, as, as a minister of God, but, but he or she really isn't? We have that in the land right now, as bad as I've ever seen it. I don't go up to the church channels much anymore on watching them. I, I still do some, but not much. But when I do, one thing I see is I'll see preachers on there. And you wonder why a lot of times people don't want to have anything to do with church or whatnot. Well, one reason is, is when they do turn over to a lot of those, those, those media ministries, now not all of them, but, but so many of them, all there, there are is grubbing you for money. And promising you, you know, if you give such and such, you're, you know, that, that, you know, you're, you know, you're going to get zillions and zillions of, is that right? How many of you know that turns people off? I believe in prosperity. I believe in tithing and giving offerings and giving and receiving. I believe in that. But, but, you know, when you have a, a minister stand in the pulpit and he goes on and on and on about how much money he has and what he's driving and what he's flying and what he's living in and how much his watch costs and this, how many of you know that's wrong? So, so you've got that going on, and then, and they were, why is there so much darkness in the land? And then, and then something that I think is even worse than that is you've got ministries, and, and, and I'm not being critical, but this is what I, Holy Ghost wants me to say, and I'm saying it. You've got ministries that they're not standing for darkness and evil, but they're not taking a stand against it either. Did you get what I just said? They're not taking a stand for darkness and evil, but they're not taking a stand against it. And they want everybody when they come to their church to feel welcome. How many of you know I want everybody to feel welcome? But they also want people to feel 
comfortable and they never challenged them to come out of their sinful lifestyle and they make them feel comfortable coming to church, continuing in sin. Now, uh, Jesus said, he that is without sin among you, throw the first stone. If I had a stone up here, I can't throw it because I've missed it. How many of you, you've missed it? But a, 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 a minister of the gospel should preach and love people, and, but, but should preach under the anointing of God that, that people who are attending that church should feel welcome under all circumstances. Do you hear me? I talked about homosexuality a while ago. Let me tell it to you this way. I would welcome homosexuals. I would welcome them to this church and I would love them with the love of Jesus. Can you say amen to that? But I'm gonna preach in such a way that if I'm going to preach in such a way that they're not going to be comfortable continuing in that sin. Did you hear what I just said? Did you know there's a lot of churches in this nation would leave them comfortable in that sin? Do you understand that? And then we wonder why there's so much darkness. The church not taking a stand. See, I didn't say we should take a stand against people. We should take a stand against sin. Uh, you know, you're not going to be, like if, if, if you're a Christian and you've got a problem with gossiping, you're not going to feel comfortable in this church because I come against that, don't I? Did you know spirits can set themselves up over churches just like they can set themselves up over regions and nations? Did you know that? I refuse to allow a spirit of strife to operate in this place. That's one of the reasons a few years back and whatnot, we had so many folks, folks leave at the one because I refuse to allow a spirit of strife to operate in this ministry. Did you hear what I just said? Because where envy and strife is, there's confusion and what? Every evil work. And I could go on and on about that. But I think perhaps this is the the most, maybe the number one reason there's so much darkness in the land right now is because you have so many of the most influential churches will not take a stand against darkness. Now, you know, all of these things that we've talked about will draw the judgment of God. And one aspect of God's judgment that we we don't think about oftentimes, but we should. Did you know that, you know, when people talk about the judgment of God, they talk about God, you know, dropping hailstones and this you see in the Old Testament. But you know what? God lifting his hand of protection. How many of you know that's a judgment of God also? And that's what I'm perhaps as much concerned about in this nation as anything else. Because when God lifts his hand, then you're open to the devil just having a heyday. But I've got good news for you. In Exodus 10, verse 22, let's go there. Exodus 10, verse 22, when God was judging the land of Egypt, it's interesting here, in Exodus 10, verse 22, Moses stretched out his hand toward heaven 
And there was thick darkness in all the land of Egypt three days. Now this, was, this wasn't God just lifting his hand. This was God judging the land of Egypt. And there was darkness, horrible darkness for three days. They did not see one another. Now that's pretty dark, isn't it? Nor did anyone rise from his place for three days. It was so dark you couldn't even walk around a room. But all the children of Israel had light in their dwellings. Can you say amen? So I don't care how dark it gets in the United States of America. I don't, and even if God judged outright and dropped darkness on this land in judgment, we can still, if we'll walk in line with the word of God, we can still have light in our, in our dwellings. Can you say amen? amen? So I want to encourage you in that. Now, as I close this message, I want to not just talk about the problems, but I want to just leave you with a few things that we can do in the midst of all this darkness. First of all, uh, and, and just four things here that we can do in the midst of this darkness. Notice 1 Peter 2 and 9. 1 Peter 2 and 9. 1 Peter 2 and 9. Whether you're here today or you're listening on the internet, say, what, what can we do here in the midst of darkness? Pastor, you, you told us that there's darkness. We know that. We can see that. But what, what do we do? Well, 1 Peter 2.9 says you're a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his own special people that you may proclaim the praises of him who did what? Called you out of what? Out of darkness into his marvelous light. So first of all, if you're not saved, get saved. When you get saved, you come out of darkness, you come over into the light. How many of you know... That when people are lost, when Christians, I'm, I'm sorry, when, when sinners, before they become Christians, when they're lost, the Bible says that the, that the devil has blinded their spiritual understanding. Is that right? And so when a person repent, when a sinner repents of their sins, places their faith in Jesus, they come out of that darkness and they come over into the light. But once you've come into the light, you must stay in the light and you must stay separated from the darkness. I didn't say separated from sinful people. How many of you know we're supposed to minister to sinful people? Is that right? But we're, what, what the Bible is clear on, we're not supposed to partake in the sins that they do. Now notice 2 Corinthians 6.14. Let's go there. 2 Corinthians 6.14. Come out from the darkness, but then stay separated from it. And this is one of the challenging parts of being a Christian because we live in the midst of a dark world, we've come out from among it, we still have to live in it, but how many of you know you can live in the midst of darkness and be separated from it? Notice here, do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. It didn't say that we shouldn't love them, we should love them. We should witness to them, we should be there for them and help them and all of that. We just shouldn't be unequally yoked together with them. I'll put it this way, much we could say about that, but, but you see, we shouldn't be running with sinners. Do you understand what I mean by that? We should minister to them, but we shouldn't be running with them, partaking of what they're doing. For what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness, and what communion has light with darkness? Real loud say, none. None. And what accord has Christ with Belial? Belial was a, was a false god. What accord has Christ with Belial? Or what part has a believer with an unbeliever? Can you say none? none? And what agreement has a temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I'll dwell in them. I'll walk among them. I'll be their God. They'll be my people. Therefore, come out from among them and be what? And be separate. Now, should we walk around with our nose stuck up in the air that we're better than them? No. 
We need to love sinners and all of that. That's what, that's, that's, that, you know, with today's mission Sunday, Spurgeon said, you're, as a Christian, you're either a missionary or you're an imposter. As a Christian, you're either a missionary or an imposter. What do you mean by that? That we all have to go to Africa? No, we all need to be reaching out to the lost and everywhere we go. Is that right? But come out from among them. In other words, we don't run with them. We don't go to the bars and drink with them. Amen? And get drunk with them. We don't, we don't go to the R-rated movies. How many of you know we live in a day and in an hour where, where Christians might call you on the phone and ask you to go to an R-rated movie where there's going to be sexual promiscuity and cussing and whatnot? You shouldn't go with them. Can you say amen? amen. I've had people leave this church because I've made that statement. Because they like, they, they told me. As well, I go into R-rated movies. We don't see anything wrong with the cussing and a little nudity. <laughs> I do. I said, I see something wrong with that. Amen. And you wonder why there's darkness. Because Christians, rather than standing against it, not against the people, but against the darkness, are just going along with it. Come out from among them. Be separate, says the Lord. Don't touch the unclean. I'll receive you. I'll be a father to them. And you'll be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. So we need to come out from among it. We need to stay separated from it. And then we need to realize, say, stand against. Realize, stand against. We need to stand against the deeds of darkness. Notice Ephesians 5.11. I'm going to read this in the Amplified. Now, I'm almost done here, but just bear with me a few more minutes. Ephesians 5.11 in the Amplified Bible says, take no part in and have no fellowship with the fruitless deeds and enterprises of darkness. Didn't say we were supposed to take a stand against sinners. No, we're supposed to love them. We're supposed to take a stand against the deeds of darkness. Take no part and have no fellowship with the fruitful deeds and enterprises of darkness. But instead, let your lives be so in contrast to Expose and reprove and convict them. Example, somebody walks up to you and uh, they're a sinner and you, you love them, you, have, you, know, you know them, you work with them, they walk up to you and they're going to tell you a dirty joke. And they get into, into it, you see it's going dirty. What does a Christian walking separated from and taking a stand against the deeds of darkness do? Hold it, stop that. I don't want to listen to that. Please don't tell me that. And then if they persist, you say, listen, I'm not a trash can. I don't want to listen to that. See, our lifestyle, when you do that, what you're doing is you're, you're living in contrast to what, they're, to what they stand for. And that'll bring, it, it, can, it might convict them, it might make them, and it might make them mad at you. But that's what we need to do. We need, realize they stand against yeah, stand against. Here's another way. Uh, you go to lunch and they start talking bad. Somebody you're sitting at the table with starts talking bad about a fellow brother or sister in the Lord. They start talking bad about the pastor's message. I don't mean evaluating the message. You ought to evaluate what I teach. But there's a difference between that and talking bad. They start talking bad about the pastor or his wife or, or, or this or that or the other. How do you stand against? How do you live your life in contrast to darkness? You say, hold it, hold it, hold it. Now, now, we're not going to have that here. I'm not going to listen to that. Let's talk good things. Now, how many of you know that can cost you some friends? That can cost you some Christian friends. Is that right? Yes. 
Yeah, but they'll get offended at me. Well, (laughs) you need to stand for light, not darkness. Is that correct? Is that right? And in all of this, when you see when you're doing that, you're staying submitted to God. What does the Bible say? It says, submit yourselves therefore to God, resist the devil and he will what? Flee from, from you. We may not be able to get the devil to, we may not be able to run him out of this nation. You know why we can't run him out of this nation? Because there's a bunch of people here that want him. So you might not be able to get him to flee from the nation, but you can sure enough get him to flee from you. Say amen, somebody. Amen. Yeah, you get him to flee from you, stay submitted to God. Walk submitted to God. Stay submitted to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. So when it's dark in the land, we can have light in our house. How do you do that? By staying submitted to God. And if you live a life submitted to God, you'll be resisting the works of darkness. Is that right? Amen. And then the Bible says, for the sake of time, the last thing, what can we do is we can let our light shine and draw sinners to it. Jesus said, Matthew 5, 16, he said, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father in heaven. And Isaiah 60, let me just read this quickly for the sake of time. Verse one says, arise, shine for your light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you for behold, the darkness shall cover the earth. Is there darkness out there? See, we're not talking about nighttime. We're talking about spiritual darkness shall cover the earth, deep darkness, the people. Is there darkness on many of the people of this nation? Sure there there is. But the Lord will arise over you. His glory will be seen on you. The Gentiles, the sinners, shall come to your light and the kings to the brightness of your rising. So what do we need to do? We need to be lights. Now I want to leave you with this. Normally I close right there, but the Spirit of God directed me that, that as we go on forward here in the next time that lays out in front of us, I believe this probably should be our motto This is how I feel right now. And this is what the Lord ministered to me. 2 Corinthians 4 verse 8. Notice this. We are hard pressed on every side. Do you feel hard pressed on every side? Yet not what? Crushed. We are perplexed. I've been perplexed. But not in despair. Persecuted. I have been. But not because God will never leave us or forsake us. Struck down, but not what? But not destroyed. Let's read that real loud together. Let's go. We are hard pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. Let's read that one more time. We are hard pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not forsaken, struck down, but not destroyed. Stand with me if you would. Heads bowed, eyes closed. Praise God. Just take the hand of the person next to you there if you can. And we'll close by. And if you need prayer, if you, if you need prayer for anything, if you need to receive Jesus as your Savior, you need prayer for anything, there'll be some men and women standing up here. When we dismiss, you can come up and they'll minister to you, talk with you, pray with you.
But let's, let's, let's stand against this spiritual darkness in our nation. And the way I feel impressed to do it here right now is just to continue to keep that